This episode is brought to you by MSW Nutrition and Lounge, a partner in the How Do You Health Network. For decades, I've struggled with various gut and autoimmune issues, which have forced me to alter my life and career. Within the last year, though, after undergoing numerous blood tests, I've discovered that a majority of my health problems, they've been linked to vitamin and mineral deficiencies. Because I am now able to see what I was deficient in, I can also supplement against those deficiencies with the proper daily vitamins and minerals, as well as receive weekly IVs that are specific to my needs. This has changed the game for me. Today, not only do I feel like a completely new person, my ability to focus in life and business has increased, my athletic performance is better now than when I was a collegiate athlete, and most importantly, the relationship I have with myself, as well as the people I care about most, they are all thriving, and I'd love for you to feel the same way. So no matter where you are at in your health journey, whether it is scheduling your blood work or supplementing for your health needs, the beautiful part is the community at MSW and How Do You Health, they will listen to you and help you figure out the best path for you. So go to howdoyouhealth.com and use code THRIVE15 for 15% off all products and services. What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's episode is with a new friend of mine, Dom Fusco. He is a former college football player turned podcaster, health and fitness entrepreneur, and content creator who is on a mission to help other people discover their ambitions and live a healthy, happy, and fulfilling life. Dom openly admits that he is still very much figuring it out, quote unquote, and wants to use his passions and skills with media production to share his journey and encourage others to be ambitious with their own. For anyone that is a recent college graduate or is in a position of life where they are looking to change their career or switch their path, this episode has a ton of valuable information for you. All of us can learn a little bit more and lean a little bit into Dom's personality and belief that we are just figuring it out. But it is up to us to do so. So let's all take one step in that direction and give it up for Dom Busco. What's up, fam? CJ Finley here back with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. And today I'm doing a virtual episode with my buddy, Dom, who is out in, where are you at? Near Philadelphia? Right outside of Philadelphia. Right outside of Philadelphia. So I met Dom last week at my buddy Corey Camp's Forever Athlete away game here in Austin, Texas. And Dom was asking a bunch of great questions. He's fresh out of college and looking to start in the entrepreneurial on the entrepreneurial path and kind of build his own way towards whatever it is that he's building, which I'm looking forward to hopefully finding out a little bit more about on this episode. But before we get into all that, welcome to the show, Dom. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, brother. It was great to meet you last weekend. You've got my head spinning in the right direction, I would say. Um, maybe think about a lot of things that I'm still pondering, but I'm super grateful and appreciative to be on here talking with you blessed to be here. So excited to uh, have this conversation. In 15 seconds, what was the biggest takeaway you had from being out here in Austin? That environment can change the way you look at things. It can change the way you think, and it can change the way that you think your future is supposed to look. I love it. Oh yeah. Super big on your environment is what's going to dictate what your future looks like. And that's kind of the path that I wanted to start off with this in this, in the beginning of this episode is you mentioned that you're still in this like figuring it out phase. So I'd love for you to kind of describe what the hell that even means. I had a realization on my run on Monday and that was to lean into who you are. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to fake it till you make it. Do a little bit of self-discovery, figure out the things that light you up, the things you're passionate about the person you are right now versus the person that you want to be things that we talked about, um, you know, last week at Corey's retreat. And I really think that social media has become like a trophy case. It's like a highlight reel. Everybody's just posting um, the best things about themselves. It's really easy to fall into the trap of comparing yourself to others and analysis paralysis. Like one of the biggest things you told me was ambiguity leads to anxiety, trying to do too much, comparing yourself to others, things like that. 
are just going to hinder you from actually making any progress or really doing anything. And I realized, okay, I graduated from college two months ago. I've dabbled in a few different things entrepreneurial wise. I've podcasted, I've done YouTube stuff, obviously TikTok, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Um, I have my personal training certification, my nutrition coaching certification, and I'm really passionate about health and wellness because I truly believe that if once you take care of your health, the rest of your life will thrive, you know, like uh, theme of the show here. But I am still trying to figure it out. And I feel like I was trying to rush. I would compare myself heavily to others and like thinking I should be here. This person, if they're my age, like they've already accomplished this or they're doing that. It doesn't matter. Like, like you don't need to try to be them. Like you're not them. You're you lean into who you are right now. I'm okay with knowing that like, I don't have it figured out. I'm probably never going to have it figured out, but I just want to share my journey, my transition, like out of school and being like a college football player into the real world now where, um, content creator, um, you know, health and fitness professional, if you want to call it like professional, just like, like enthusiast and just figuring all that stuff out along the way. Like, it's okay to be able to figure it out. It's okay to say, you know, I, I'm not sure what I want to do yet, but I'm taking steps in the right direction each and every day. I'm moving that needle a little bit closer um, to getting where I want to be. But just like speaking to other people my age who are in their 20s who think that they have to have it all figured out or that they need to have their own business, doing six figures, doing this, like, like whatever it may be, like just be okay with figuring it out because everybody starts in the same spot. You mentioned one word there, comparison. And I actually made a post today from last week's episode with Courtney Marie, and it's a Teddy Roosevelt quote, comparison is the thief of joy. And she talked a lot about how in entrepreneurship, the comparison, I would call it almost a drug. You're comparing yourself constantly to other people around you and where you fit on that totem pole. And something I like to remind myself is when you compare yourself to somebody else, if you were to take their life, you have to take all of their life. You don't just get the good parts, you get the bad parts. And the thing is, I'm not in the business of trying to play the lottery of the bad parts. I know the bad things that I carry. I know my negative traits. I know the problems that I have. I know the health issues that I have to struggle with each and every day. I don't want to trade those because I'm blessed in my mind. I am blessed to be where I'm at when it comes to the problem side of my life. And unfortunately, social media only shows for the most part, the positive side of most people's lives. And I don't know that other side. So I'm not going to gamble and play the lottery and say, well, I wish I was that person because you don't even know what's going on between the ears of that person. And, and a good reminder to this is how many celebrities and wealthy people and famous people end up committing suicide or having drug overdoses. And I hate to say that, but like, it's unfortunate, but it's a remind, it's a great reminder to other people out there that those people that quote unquote are successful to the masses, when you look at them from the outside, carry a vast amount of internal issues that you don't even know about. And if you were to trade lies with them, you would have to take on those. So just be appreciative of where you're at. And that's where I'd love to kind of pivot this into where in your journey inspired you to even start doing this two months out of college. Because for me, I mean, at 23, there's no way in how I was paying to fly myself out to a new city to be a part of a retreat with some people 10 years older than me and learn from them. That was not something that I was doing. So what was the path to even starting to head down that line? Because one of my goals is to get people to start that path earlier, especially people in their thirties, like myself and in their forties and their fifties, you're never too late to start progressing your life. And you're starting at a very young age in my eyes. And I want to know what that secret sauce is to why you started doing that. Yeah, well, I think we relate in that sense. And I want to share my story because the opportunities, the people that I've met, the experiences that I've had, the lessons that I've learned at this time in my life, just turned 23, they all stemmed from this like leap of faith, putting myself out there, which started actually two years ago. So right after I turned 21, 
COVID hit the month. So like the month after I turned 21, I played college football and my sophomore season, I had worked super hard my freshman year. And in that off season going into my sophomore year, I was having a really good camp was starting at safety. And then a week before the season hit, tore my ACL, all that hard work was just gone. Just felt my whole world like kind of shifted. Like that had been such a focus for me uh, for the past, like, you know, year and a half and really hurt me, my mindset. Um, and obviously like physically, like that's a tough thing to come back from, but worked really hard throughout that whole year. And it really showed me like, okay, you can overcome this, you can overcome anything. But throughout that process, I think I pushed myself a little bit too hard. I had some muscular imbalances. I really didn't address some of the things that I should have during rehab, which led me that next season. I did play, but led me to having a pretty bad herniated disc in my back, which I you know struggled and played through the rest of the season, probably shouldn't have, but whatever, I did it. So that whole off season, again, was just going to physical therapy, like going to rehab, like the whole process was going all over again, except this time I wasn't seeing any progress with my back that I was with my ACL, right? Like it's kind of, it's laid out for you. You do this. Um, there's a timeline you get better with my back. It was like, got to just keep showing up. You got to just keep doing it. And nothing was working. So I was really frustrated. I wasn't able to lift uh, the way I wanted to. I wasn't able to run. I felt like I was letting my team down. And at the same time, I was just really unhappy with who I was as a person. I was tired of going out every weekend, getting wasted, coming home, not remembering the night before, having seeing pictures of me doing or videos of me doing stupid shit and like just feeling like embarrassed, feeling like shameful, like guilty. Like I just I, I hated waking up every morning and just looking in the mirror and not being happy with the person I was. So then when COVID hit, it was almost like kind of like the best thing that could have happened to me because it forced me to change my environment. I wasn't at college anymore. I was back at home. I was living at home. And what it forced me to do was kind of take a look in the mirror like, okay, there's no excuses anymore. You, there's no peer pressure to go out and drink. The only thing that you should be focusing on right now is getting yourself healthy and getting your life back on track. So that's what I did, but, but, but not right away. Like right when COVID started, like I was still down. I was still feeling depressed about myself, feeling sorry for myself. And at the same time, being isolated from human beings doesn't help very much. So you go, you went from one extreme to the next extreme. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we won't go there, but uh, my one buddy, Miles, shout out to him. He, he always told me because I broadcasted for basketball and lacrosse games at school, did some stuff with our sports media program, which which I loved. And he was like, dude, why don't you start a podcast? You're great on the mic. You're great on video, doing the videos. You just start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I'll do it one day. I don't know. And then during COVID, like I saw him, he now has his own like seven figure Amazon reselling business. And I, I, um, met some other people online or just started following people online who were, you know, started podcasts, YouTube channels, e-commerce stores, just doing a lot of cool shit. And I was like, I want that. Like, I don't know exactly what it is that I want or that I'm supposed to be doing, but like, I want to be like a part of that community of people who are not sitting at home, like binge watching, baking cakes and staying inside. Like we're supposed to. Baking cakes. <laughs> I was like, you know what? let me take a quick check about myself. Like, what am I good at? Or like, what do I think I'm good at? Like, all right, I think I'm pretty good at talking to people, pretty extroverted and I like media. So, all right. Oh yeah. Miles told me I should start a podcast. How do I do that? I didn't know what it was going to be called. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. All I know is I wanted to interview some of these people and pick their brains and see if I couldn't spark some ideas for myself. So looked up how to start a podcast on YouTube, found Anchor, pondered a name for about another week, came up with Days with Dom, which I absolutely hated, <laughs> but it was something. Yeah, that's all that matters, dude. Right. It, it was The name was stopping me from, from going, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call it this. Um, did it and did that for a year and before I finally changed it and rebranded to Pure Ambition. I'm really glad that I did it because I interviewed comedians, sports coaches, I interviewed a dental school student like who wanted to be like an actor. Like I just interviewed everybody and their mother who was coming on the podcast and I didn't care what you were, but if you seemed like an interesting cat, like I was willing to talk to you and I wanted to pick your brain. And so it just set me 
on this path. And I realized like, okay, what, what are the conversations after about a year? I was like, what are the conversations I really enjoyed having? And they were the ones about you know, health and fitness, wellness, entrepreneurship, mindset, personal development. And I was like, okay, I want to lean into that. Those are the conversations I want to have. And that's, I think I want to speak to people either like myself who are just figuring it out, people who need a kick in the ass to get started in life. But it's more so like for people who they are like me, like they feel like they're called to do big things. They have that feeling in their gut, but they just don't know exactly what it is yet, but they need to just get started because I, I tried buying and selling sneakers online because I saw somebody else doing it and I thought I could do it. It wasn't for me. I tried buying and flipping cell phones and electronics because I saw somebody else doing that wasn't for me, like spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy on these things before I realized, you know what, like, I love health and fitness. I love wellness. I love mindset. I love personal development. I love entrepreneurship. That's what I want to spend my time doing, right? I, I e-commerce, that side of things. Like, I don't care about that. Like I tried it and it didn't work, but that's okay. Like I dipped my toe in the water. I think finding what you don't want to do or finding what you don't like is just as important, if not more important than finding what you do like because it's okay what do i don't like what do i not, what do i not like oh i find this i like this okay we're gonna go with that it's okay to do something not like it and shift to something else that's what i found with that long-winded answer but that's kind of how i got here yeah but if you do that then you risk being criticized and you risk failing so most people will end up not trying new things and not sticking their neck out because of two reasons. They're either afraid to be criticized by their friends and family or two, they don't want to look themselves in the mirror and be like, I tried this thing and I failed at it. They'd rather just stay in their comfort zone. So for you, where did you learn that trait of just trying those different things? So when it came to the shoes and the cell phones and starting the podcast, I feel like a lot more people have this trait deep with inside them that just aren't utilizing it for yourself. What was the spark to like really lean into that? The one spark was finally just like looking myself in the mirror one day and being like, dude, like, what are you doing? This is not the person you're supposed to be. Okay. You mentioned supposed to be. Yeah. Dive into that. Like who was Dom supposed to be like in your head? What were you saying to yourself? In my head, I was supposed to be somebody who made the world a better place, like lived his life, lived it fully, helped people, served people, and left this world better than I found it. All right. So that's the kosher way of saying it. You want to make money. You want to do the cool thing. Like be, be truthful because there's two sides of this. So I'm the same way. Like I'm always like for the people, try together, try together. I want to build these things, but I want to make a lot of money. The reason I want to make a lot of money is I want a lot of freedom. The reason I want a lot of freedom is I then have more of the capabilities to do what I want out of my life, but also make an impact and help other people do that same thing. So for you, what are those things? We were talking about comparison earlier. As a 23-year-old who just graduated, like I'm pretty far removed from that era of my life. Dude, I didn't have Instagram where I could reach out to other people. We had the Instagram of like you post a beer. Like there's no stories. There's no stories anything. Snapchat had just come out. So that was like the only thing close to stories that we had was like snapping each other photos. You were able to see a lot more than I was, which is good and bad. The good side of it is you can see that there's more for you out there. Like if you're the type of person, because I, I hit home with looking up in the mirror and being like, man, I did some really dumb shit last night and I'm not proud of that. But I also couldn't see anything else out there that was like, I want to go to the re this retreat this week and I have some extra cash. Like that didn't exist because I couldn't see it. Now, the other end of that, the negative side of that is then you feel like you should be further along. Most 23-year-olds, they're living at their parents' house and not thinking about half the shit that you're thinking about, right? About how to better the world and how to better the planet and how do I be, become a healthier, wealthier, happier, more impactful person. They're not thinking like that. So for you, I'd love, I'm growing you here, but share the other side of that answer. Like you want to make that impact. You want to, but like, what were some of the things, like what are some of the things that you hope to achieve that are okay to say because we do have egos and there's a point to having an ego and causes us to literally wake up every day and, and take action. So for you, what are some of those things that you hope to speak into existence? Quick, before I get into that, I do have to say that Gary V was introduced to me 
in like early 2020. So like right before the pandemic hit and I constantly just saw him posting about don't live your life with regret. Just get out there, just post it. And like, I take everything that Gary says now with a grain of salt, but like, he was a great guy to just, he was like that little guy on my shoulder that was like telling me like, come on, you're going to regret like not trying something. Like, I don't know what it is, but just like put yourself out there, try something. Have you read crushing it? I have. Yeah. Okay, good. I have 12 and a half right now, his newest book, which I'm finishing up, which is also a good one. But he was really the one that was like, okay, I just went down a rabbit hole of his stuff, gave me a dopamine rush. Like, okay, like it's time to do it. So who I'm supposed to be like bringing it back to your question. I've always like had a passion for media as well. Like, and I've always like been a fan of YouTube people doing like YouTube vlogs, people having their own podcasts. Um, I've always just had like a passion and interest for media. What's up, guys? I'd like to take a second to thank you for tuning into this episode with Dom. I hope you're loving this conversation so far. But before we get back into it, I have an opportunity I want to tell you about. As we all know, life is hard. It can beat you down, have you feeling low, and make it seem like you are alone. I'm here to remind you, though, that the most worthwhile journeys, they are not meant to be taken alone. And right now, you have the ability to take action and join others, including myself, on the mission to make every heartbeat count. Head over to cjfinley.com and sign up for my daily newsletter, where I will be giving you information, impactful stories, tips and tricks, and access to a community who are focused on making an impact above and beyond themselves. You'll also have the perk of exclusive giveaways, potential shoutouts, and possibly even some collaborations. The least that will happen is you will walk away into every day with an extra pep in your step. My promise is that I will always do my best to help you thrive on life. And this newsletter is one of the best ways for me to help you do so. So if you're looking to get to the next level of your life, connect with like-minded individuals and have a daily dose of info that will help you thrive, sign up for my newsletter at cjfinley.com. Now let's get back to the conversation with Dom Fusco. So when I was younger, I don't know if I've ever told anyone this, but I I really wanted to be an actor. I really wanted to be an actor. I did. My mom made me do plays when I was a kid. And now like I hate it. Like I would tell my friends, like, they'd be like oh, you gotta you're in the play. Like that sucks. I'm like, oh yeah, my mom made me do it. But like secretly, like I really enjoyed doing it. So I don't know if it was like perception or whatever, but like I saw these people like who were doing stuff on YouTube, who were doing vlogs, documenting their lives, and I was like, I don't know why I want that, but I want that. They look like they have a ton of freedom. Like it looks like they can make money that way. I like being creative in that sense. I was never good at drawing. I was never good at graphic design or art or working with my hands or anything like that. I sucked at all that. But when it came to like video editing, being creative through conversation, that I thought I was pretty good at. And so I think that stems back, but I always had this self-limiting belief too, because my family didn't grow up with a ton of money. And I was always like, oh man, that sucks. Like, I don't even, I don't have a laptop. I don't have a camera. Like, I can't afford that kind of stuff. Like, I guess I just can't do that, you know? So like, that was a self-limiting belief I put on myself as to why I couldn't create that kind of content. Lots to unpack there, but what it makes me think about is uh, I relate heavily to the fact that you're saying you're not good at art, quote unquote, and it is interesting because what I found is creativity happens in so many different ways for so many different people. And when we were younger, and even at your age, when you're going in school, media production is such a small, like it doesn't exist in school, in education system. And it's not seen or taken seriously yet. This is what I started thinking. I was like, it's not taken seriously graphic design and all this, those things aren't taken seriously, but the wealthiest people in the world, and I don't just attribute wealth to like money, I attribute it to like what you mentioned, like freedom and things like that, are artists for huge companies, meaning like when you're thinking Apple and all these companies, they put together campaigns that have to do with video, graphic design, that's how they're selling and marketing is like the Super Bowl ads. How much money do you get paid for a Super Bowl ad? So if you're, if you're good at that stuff, like you're going to have a pretty successful career and you're solving problems for people. And I noticed a gap where it's funny because you reminded me of myself. When I think back to when I was in high school, we were creating funny videos on these like little like camcorder. Th- I couldn't even remember. We were creating su- stupid videos 
and I would act in them and things like that. And when I got into college, I completely forgot about it because I went through this transition of like, you go to college, you're playing sports, you're in a fraternity. You don't have quote unquote time for that anymore. And I was in this phase where I had a BlackBerry and there's no camera on it or video on it. And then my senior year is when I got my first iPhone and then I could start videoing and And I started realizing like that was my thing. And it's unfortunate because I still think there's a lot of people out there that this could be their thing, but because nobody shines the light on it or they don't pick up the carpet to see that little crack that they've missed in art. All I remember is like drawing and clay and stuff like that, but we weren't really focusing on the media side. And I don't know if it's changed at all. Obviously I'm speaking, I'm 15 years removed from college, pretty, I mean, from high school pretty much. So I don't know what's going on there, but I doubt that they've leaned into using technology in the media sense as a, a pathway to success. And I love that you brought that up because there's somebody listening to this right now that you have the skill set if you have a phone. That's all it takes. And I tell so many people that because when they start things, they're starting you mentioned e-commerce earlier, they're starting a product and they're trying to market it or trying to sell it. And the first thing that I say, you got to get on social media. Like, well, I don't want to put my face behind it or I don't want to do this or do that, or I don't have the gear. And I immediately, I'm like, you don't want to succeed then. That's what it takes. What it's going to take is learning this trait. And this is leading me towards my next question, which you were self-limiting a little bit. You didn't have the phone. You didn't have the technology. You started leaning a little bit more into the creation side, the media side. What did that look like in the beginning? So you mentioned the podcast, so you just started it on Anchor, but media creation in general, social media in general, what was kind of you taking your first step off the ledge into that? What did that look like? Because a lot of people reach out to me and they ask, there's a gap of where I'm at now versus where I was five years ago. Where I was five years ago is it would sometimes take me 30 tries to make a story that I was comfortable with versus now I just don't, one, I don't give a shit. But two, if you were to ask me to like sell this iPhone, I could literally, that I'm holding. So if you're watching this online, you'll see it. But if you're just listening, I'm holding my iPhone right now, showing it to Dom and I'm being like, this is the latest and greatest iPhone. It's an iPhone 11. It has 4K video and it's great, right? So I would be able to produce that pretty quickly versus back in the day, it would be over and over and over and over again. I think people forget that gap that when you get started, it's going to take a lot of repetition. So what was your repetition like in the beginning? Like you didn't just come out being like the hottest podcaster or the hottest content creator. What was it that you started with? The same time I made my podcast, I made a separate Instagram account. I called it Dave's Down Podcast. And I did like a 10 minute intro episode as to solo episode of why I was starting the podcast, what that page was going to be. And then it's funny because just like you said, like I was so worried about quality and like putting out and saying the right things, having these like super polished Instagram stories and spending so much time on each and every post and that podcast page. I eventually turned that into my own personal Instagram page. And like I, my personal Instagram that I've had since like seventh grade, I've been deactive on that for like a year and a half. Like I haven't posted any, like I haven't touched it in a year and a half just because I found myself, I was on the podcast page and I was networking with people on there. I started posting more stuff about my life. And for whatever reason, like I, I started to make like, internet friends, you know, like people who were like in the entrepreneurial world, like other podcasters, other people in the space. Uh, but I was on like my podcast page. And so I finally realized like, I'm not doing anything on my personal page. So I'm just going to start. And I slowly just turned that into my own personal page now, which all of my content lives on that page. Yeah. So like, it was like, as I started to do the podcast, I also like was getting reps on social media, just being comfortable sharing struggles that I was going through, like things I like, things I dislike, just trying to be like more of a person, engage with people rather than just like having this page just to like house my platform. I love that you said that because I did the same exact thing. I still have this old ass account. I think it's like C underscore E E J like siege. 
And uh, I don't even know the password to it anymore. But when I moved away from the East Coast, I started Thrive on Life. And that was my new page. Um, and it's interesting that you switched that over to your personal because I kind of did the same thing. So like I built up Thrive on Life and then I started realizing that like, shit, this could actually be a brand. I need my own personal page. Now that I'm more comfortable sharing, because I was sharing behind the Thrive on Life, just like you were sharing and networking behind your podcast. And I just turned on another page, CJ Finley, and that that's my personal now. But I, at that time that I turned it on, I was more comfortable sharing. And the reason I'm even reflecting on this is because it's brilliant advice that you just gave. Anybody listening, produce in a way that is path of least resistance. So if you have to create a new account where maybe your friends or your family don't see it at first, and that's what's going to help you just like produce more and you're going to connect with other like-minded people, that's what you need to do. Like go do that. In the future is when you can kind of open up the doors if you really want to, if it's going to become a thing, just like Dom did. And my, I did myself as well. And then at that point, like you've grown so much as a person, like it doesn't even matter to you anymore. Like once I started building Thrive on Life and people started finding out like about my new stuff, the new stuff that I was doing, nine out of 10 people are supportive. And that's another fear that we have is just like people are going to judge us or criticize us. But at the end of the day, nine out of 10 people are supportive. And then no one's going to come at you for the most part, if you're posting positive uh, content, educational content and things like that. So love how that's the path that you went. Today though, now that you have the podcast and you've spoken to all those people and you kind of have your niche, what is the thing that you're struggling with and you seem to not be able to like put your finger on? Well, I know one of the struggles is spending too much time working in my business rather than working on my business. So what is your business? Like I mentioned, I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach. I work for a fitness tech startup, right? That's my like day-to-day. That's my in and out, which I love. But I also work with a few clients doing fitness and nutrition coaching, which online. And I love that. But I haven't spent enough time working on that business as well as I've like my podcast, Pure Ambition Podcast, which I've been consistently producing episodes and putting out content for. But I know that there are things I need to work on to take the podcast to the next level in terms of better production, finding an intro and an outro, having a new cover art made up. Like I know these are things that I need to do. And I also want to get back into YouTube because I love YouTube. I, I did some student athlete content um, where I was just documenting my journey. Like, hey, what do college football players eat? Like, what are some best ways to get recruited? Like day in the life of a college football player. I loved that because I was able to just be myself on there, like share like things that were going on in my day to day. So I'm going to start doing that again and really just documenting this journey that I'm on right now and hoping that I can reach some kids, some people, it doesn't have to be kids, somebody who needs to see that we're all just figuring it out and sharing more of that, those day to day struggles that I don't necessarily always get to share on my podcast, making some shorter form vlog content on YouTube, just because I feel like I can really reach this also this younger generation who they see people on YouTube and then they start to compare themselves. I want to be that person there that they can see that I'm just like you. I'm just like them. And I share like where I started, where I'm at now, where I want to go. So getting some of my time back, that's what I need to do in working on the business instead of in it. Yeah, I was going to have you define. So for those listening that don't know this definition, like what is the difference between working in your business and working on your business? So working in your business is getting done the day-to-day things that need to do, right? Like I don't outsource anything that I do. I, I schedule podcasts. I do the social media myself. I edit all the clips. I write the show notes. Everything you see from me from a social media standpoint, podcast, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everything is done myself. So like the things that basically have to get done in order to stay the same, right? You're not going to get any worse, but you're not going to get any better. Like it's going to be there, but quality is never going to rise. Working on your business is reflecting on taking some time to look back. Where am I at right now? What can I improve on? What needs to be done? How can I attract more clients? How can I connect with more people? How can I start to take my business, my podcast, my relationships, whatever it is, like that's working on something rather than working in something is trying to take it from one place to the next level. Time, money, energy. 
three finite resources. Which one are you lacking? Money. Okay, sweet. So if you're lacking money, how do you make money to then pay to free up your time? 80-20 principle. So 20% of your time needs to be the biggest meat for 80% of the outcome. Most people do the opposite. They spend 80% of their time working on 20% of their profits in the beginning. So for you, like I've been in your shoes, so I know, I know what this is like. You got to slow up everything that you're doing. So you mentioned you're doing a lot, so you can do anything, but you can't do everything. If you were to slow down your podcast, slow down your want to get on YouTube and slow down these certain areas and focus on how do you make money? You will grow a YouTube faster. You will grow a podcast faster. You will hit your goals faster because you unlock the one thing that'll help you get to those things and grow them faster because working on the business helps you grow them faster. So if I had $10,000 to give you right now, your podcast would grow significantly quicker because then you have two or three people helping you and you could pump out and you could spend your time creating relationships to get even better guests on rather than sitting there writing the show notes, right? So focus on the one thing that unlocks five things because YouTube, podcast, personal brand, none of that's going anywhere. And I think this is advice a lot of people need to hear, especially if you're starting out in, in the business world, get a job. I mean, it's most people literally before we jumped on here, someone's reaching out in my Facebook messenger about how to quit his job and what does it take. And I'm a huge advocate nowadays, now that I can look backwards on keeping your job for as long as you can and using the money to invest, because what you can do is you can invest into a team that'll help you do all the things that you just said. So the first thing that I would say is, do you have an extra 400 a month to spend? No. No. Okay. Where would you get 400? If I were like, you have two days to get, to figure out how you're going to make 400 extra bucks a month or you die, what would you do? Go rip some DoorDash. <laughs> okay. No, you would like, you have clients, right? You would probably try and pick up another client. Yeah. 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 Right. So focus all your energy there first. If you got your certifications and you're building out that business, focus on the actual business and then the nice to haves around it, just keep them afloat. Then once your business starts making more money, use that money to then outsource your nice to haves and then grow those nice to haves. And then your business actually starts growing through the nice to haves. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. When you say nice to haves, what do you mean by that? Podcast is nice to have. Does it make any money right now? No. It's a nice to have. Is a YouTube making you money right now? Nope. Nope. It's a nice to have. Is your Instagram directly making you money right now? Of course, your personal brand makes you money because I don't want anybody coming at me saying that like, I'm huge on branding and like creating leverage through your content, but is it directly making you money? Nope. Now, like for me, for instance, like the podcast gets me clients, but what makes me money is the actual consulting, the actual stuff that I'm doing behind the scenes. So if I really needed to make more money, I'm going to reach out to people and say, Hey, I feel like I can help you in this area. I'm not going to pump out more podcasts. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I think I put like these goals to be consistent with posting videos or podcasts or on Instagram, whatever it may be, which the consistency has, has been there for the most part. But what I've noticed is quality or the message that I'm putting out there sometimes feels rushed and like I'm spending that time and I'm rushing it out. And it's like, well, maybe my time would have been spent somewhere else where take one step backwards to go two step forwards. So like, I, I've noticed that like in my consistency, that's this consistency has been great. Cause that had been like a struggle for me in general is just to be consistent. But now it's like, okay, well then how do I be consistent, but see consistent growth also? Yeah. With consistency comes growth. So focus, I'd say like you mentioned YouTube. Are, on, are you on YouTube shorts yet? No. Okay. So look, repurpose your reels for YouTube shorts. And this is, uh, we'll tailor this conversation to the end of like where you want to go because it's turning a little bit into like consulting session, but I love <laughs> yeah, this. This yeah, is all yeah. great content for people that are, that are listening and starting anything. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here is just, you're not afraid to kind of get to the nitty gritty and figure out how to 
solve your problems. And so figuring out, like you mentioned, like podcast, YouTube, multiple things. The first way is how do you cross leverage the content that you're already creating? So you're doing the podcast. You should be every single week creating a reel and a video and a picture quote from that podcast, create a system first. So like a reel, a quote and a video. So that's three posts right there just for Instagram and then create, use the reel, the same thing, YouTube shorts. So you don't have to make a long-term YouTube, but you can also then make a five minute YouTube based on your podcast and just start there, make a playlist on your YouTube with just podcasts. So focus on like what that highest anchor is, which it seems like it's your podcast for now. And then once you have money to outsource that system, then you can focus on YouTube. So focus on going deep and narrow first in one silo and systemizing that and being okay with, you know what, like I'm 23, like I got a lot of time and anybody else out there, even if you're older, like we don't have time, but we do have time. Like you're not going to be an overnight sensation. That's not a thing. So build the system first, or you're going to continue treading water for so long. And just so that I'm not pointing this directly at you, I'm in the same phase, man. Like I realized that I needed to create two podcast episodes a week, one individual where I'm talking about topics, health, wealth, whole nine yards, and then one where I interview a guest. And the reason that I wanted to do this was because I can put the individual one up on YouTube and then on YouTube, I can directly link to products and services that I offer. And that's an evergreen offering right there. I wasn't doing that before. So I'm connecting the dots because I was thinking like you, oh, I got to I started YouTube last year and was vlogging for like four months. And I was like, man, this is taking too much of me. Like every Sunday I'm spending the whole day trying to put this YouTube video out. And I was like, what am I already doing that I can capitalize on? It was the podcast and I love the podcast more. I'm seeing the same thing with you and I've watched a couple of your interviews. So focus more on the podcast as your anchor. And then you say you want to grow a business, like the podcast and the YouTube isn't your business. Your training and your coaching is your business. So for you, and then we're going to pivot in some another question I have for you. What would life look like? And you can answer this if you want. If you spent as much time on your business, getting new clients and serving those clients as the content that you're producing. I would have significantly more money where I would be able to invest significantly more of that money into putting systems in place, having people to do things for me so I wouldn't have to be having to do everything. And the more I have, the more I can invest and the more I can, I can grow. Love that answer. Second thing is you mentioned Gary V. What makes Gary V valuable is he created so much content. He doesn't, he didn't necessarily put it all out. Like when he first started, he was creating a ton of content and his organization and structure around holding onto that content allowed him then once he had a team, here's the hard drive. I want you to chop up all this content and just flood the market with it. So you don't necessarily have to sit there and push out tons of content. You can just do one piece a day, but that doesn't mean that you're not sitting on a hundred other pieces. I'm coming to that conclusion because you're saying you feel like you rushed some things. Remember that piece of content that goes out, like it's gone so fast, right? So just spend, I challenge you after this podcast to spend an hour a day on money-making initiatives, MMI, every day, just one hour. How do you make more money? And if you already have a business going, it's making more money comes twofold, get new clients and then service your client, current clients better so that they refer you. So it's cold outreach and then internal outreach of building a better service, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Dude, I appreciate that. Hell time. yeah. Next question. Um, sorry, we went on a, on a tangent there, but... I hope that can help somebody. I hope somebody, I hope somebody out there is, I don't hope you're in the same shoes as me, but like, I hope that like what ha just happened there, like, you know, that can trigger some things for you. So. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And then I'm excited to, to re-listen to this because the biggest thing is like always like we got to practice what we preach. So like, I'm going to cross reference, like where in my own business, can I do that same thing? I'm working on releasing a course. So like, I'm going to be spending a lot more time on the front end of okay, how do I make money from this rather than like, how do I just produce a bunch of content around it? And I think that's the chicken and egg content creators always fighting, but there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to, you're going to make it work. And then you're going to see the beauty of outsourcing and just hiring that one person or two people that is going to exponentially grow you. So let's move into what you're actually building today. So you mentioned 
the personal training, online coaching, um, and nutrition, what does your business look like today? Like who is your target customer and how are you helping them? My target customer and my target client. So since I've worked with a couple of clients here and there, like over the past year since I've been certified, but never anything long-term. And a lot of who I was working with at first were just like my younger brother's friends, like high school athletes, giving them just like general lessons on nutrition or fitness or whatever, but nothing, nothing sustainable. And actually the day that I left Austin, Texas, I had somebody who I met through my corporate internship at a big fortune 500 company. He reached out to me. He's a couple of years older than me and said, I want someone who I can trust to help build me a program, help me with my nutrition. And I don't want to spend a lot of time researching it. I just want someone who can help me along the way. And you seem like the guy. So you know, the next day we got on a call, told him how I could help him. And he agreed to work with me for three months right there. And so he is honestly one of my ideal clients because I am someone who I was a business major. I had two corporate internships. During that time, I had to, I'm on the computer for nine hours a day. Like I have to figure out how to still make my health a priority and like still live a life. And so that those were things that I had to figure out while I was doing that internship. And so I want to work with corporate people who know that they need to make a change in their life, in their diet, in their exercise, who have been feeling like they haven't been living in accordance with their purpose, or they have felt like the rest of their life beginning to suffer because they know that they haven't been making their health a priority. And in my mind, I think, well, I can help you because I can help you program. I can help you with your nutrition. I can give you tips and tricks that are going to help you take some of your time back in that sense. Like, I mean, I do struggle with this in my own sense, but in terms of like fitness and like nutrition, it's always planned out. Like, and I, and like, I'm good with that stuff, but for him, it's okay. How do we meal prep this? How do we make sure you're getting in enough calories? You only have this much time to work out and we want to be able to put on muscle. Okay. We're going to be doing this. Oh, you run five miles a day and you only eat 1500 calories. Okay. Like we have to address that. So it's people in the corporate world who want to find their ambition, thrive and make more money, have more success, feel healthier, long-winded answer. I need to tighten down what my actual niche is, but people in the corporate space wanting to take control of their health. I want to applaud you. You're doing the path that I would recommend to anybody is you were helping some teenagers first and getting your feet wet and learning and then figuring out who's coming to you. The question I have you mentioned one word, trust. Why does that guy trust you? Because he feels a connection to me and he knows that I want what's best for him. I'm going to invest into him. And obviously, yes, he's my business. So like, I want to make money, but above all else, like he's, he trusts me and he knows like we're friends. I'm not going to steer him the wrong way. Back to our conversation prior to what I just asked you now, how do you utilize your content? So instead of going on social media and just posting whatever, how do you use your social media to build more trust with people you don't know who then reach out to you to become your client? What would that look like? Well, I mean, having testimonials, I think is, is huge in any business, you know, either uh, probably video too, just cause it's, it's, you know, anybody can write something up. Anybody can write like a fake testimonial, but when it's like an actual video of somebody, they say, oh, well, that's real or like before and after pictures, things like that. So man, you're spot on. Thank you for that answer. And something that I've noticed that's the number one problem, I think with health and wellness and fitness coaches in general is like, if you go to the websites and you see their testimonials, the person, let's say John Doe is your client. John Doe will write a testimonial like, Dom is so great. Dom helped me do this. Dom did this. The key to a great testimonial, and I wanna see you take action on this with this client. So I'm looking forward to one day receiving this message, but you tell them to tell their story. So by tell their story, they'll say, Hey, yeah, my name is CJ Finley. I work 10 hours a day at this tech job. And before I met Dom, I was struggling with finding the time to work out. I had fitness goals. And I knew what those goals were, but I was struggling to hold myself accountable to those goals. And I really lacked in the nutrition aspect. I feel like every weekend I would just let loose and it would, it would really hurt me. And once I started working with Dom, he helped me address those pain points. And because I was able to address those pain points, here's the exact results that I had. And 
how they impacted my life. So I gained 10 pounds of muscle. I learned how to grocery shop and what foods were the best for my specific goals. And I felt better showing up to my job every day. And, and this year I got a raise. And because I got a raise, now I have some extra income to free up even more of my time to focus on my health. And more importantly, I have a family. So now I'm able to spend more time with my significant other and the ideas we have for our future. So you see the difference between those two different types of testimonials? Big time. Huge difference. So that's one thing that I learned the hard way uh, when I was starting out. And I think that could be majorly impactful to you because I've seen you work with camera and media. And if you can get your clients to do that, I'm telling you, you will fucking crush it. I appreciate that. That's huge advice. And it's like you said, ambiguity leads to anxiety. You wake up and you think all the things that you could do, should do, have to do. But when really it's like you get to do it, but narrowing that focus, slowing down to speed up, something I struggle with every single day. But dive into that. Why? I think I put too much on my plate. I'm like, okay, like I have to be consistent with posting on social media. I have to do the work in the podcast. Like, like I have to brainstorm this. I have to try to get potential clients. It's like all these things that like I'm thinking like I have to do. And I think back to my time playing football too. And I put content creation on pause. I put a lot of the other things that I was doing on pause and I made football my main priority. And no matter what the outcome was, I was going to make sure that I put in the most work that I could. Like I came to terms with, I can't control what the outcome of this year is going to be, but I can control how much work I put into it. So I was never locked in and like meticulous and focused on anything else in my life. I knew I had to gain like five to seven pounds of muscle. And for like eight months, I was tracking my food, making sure I was getting enough calories in, making sure I was getting enough protein in, making sure I was timing my nutrition the right way, making sure I was doing mobility. I was not going out on Friday and Saturday nights. I was getting like eight to nine hours of sleep, like studying my playbook in the spring for the fall. Like I was hitting up incoming freshmen on our team to make sure that like, see if I could help them in any way. I was getting on calls with my coaches talking about what we were going to be able to do. Like I was never more committed to something in my life. And I carried around, I literally have it right here. I literally have this card that I came across the other day that were things that I was going to accomplish. I'm going to be an all American. I'm going to be first team all conference. I'm going to lead the conference in tackles. Like all these things that I said, like, like I was going to do, like I carried this little note card around in my wallet for months and like I pulled it out. I found it after the season and I didn't get any of them. Like I didn't accomplish any of the goals that I had on here, but I realized that they were outside of my control. Like I don't decide if I'm an All-American. I don't decide if I was first team. Like actually, no, no, no. I was a captain. So I would be a captain. So that was one thing that I did accomplish, but I got conference all sportsman the all sportsmanship award which was not on my list but i was still proud of i looked at it and i could have been like shit i put in all that work and i said i was gonna get all these accolades and i didn't get any of them but i looked at it and i actually felt like a sense of peace because it brought me back to all the early mornings that i was waking up and going to the gym or going to the field or the hours i was putting in watching film or the teammates i was calling or watching youtube videos and trying to like visualize like my success. Like I was doing literally everything I could to ensure my success. But I looked at this card and I was like at peace because I knew and I was really proud of myself that I was able to put in that work, even though I couldn't control and get the outcomes I wanted. And I still have to come back to that because like, what if I just put that same amount of effort and that focus and that energy into like one thing? So here's the key. The one thing you mentioned the word commitment. I'm going to give you a funny cross comparison here. We're talking business and projects. Do you feel like you could be fully committed to three girls at one time? No. It's the same thing in business. You're going to give one third of yourself to all three, or you're going to give two thirds of yourself to one and then even less to the other two. It's just like business. Now in reality, like none of those girls are going to put up with that unless you have some really crazy circumstances, which we don't even want to get into. One girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> in business, you have to be comfortable with giving two thirds of your energy to the one and committing to that and saying, you know what? I know that if I go all in on this one thing, it's going to grow faster. 
but you know what? These other one thirds are a piece of me as well. And I don't want to just have them go away, but I have to be accepting of the fact that, you know what, they're not going to get to the point that I want them to get to at now because I'm two thirds committed to this other area. And you have to be okay with that. And the other part of this is why do you think Tom Brady won so many Super Bowls? So he was willing to sacrifice, invest in his body. Boom, right there. Number one thing that I think he did, like, have you ever seen the 20 year thing of like, he looks like he's getting younger. People look at it and laugh at it. And it just baffles me because I'm like, why is nobody else in the NFL doing like, it's not a secret. He cared more about his body and his mind than I think any other NFL athlete over the past 20 years. Because of that, things became easier for him. He's not the fastest runner, but he thinks faster. And he doesn't have to be the fastest runner because he thinks faster. And he dialed into his strengths and he focused on doing the work intentionally rather than just the work, right? So that's where for you, you have to focus on that intentional work rather than just the work, rather than just they praise athletes in like younger generation always. It doesn't matter what younger generation you're in. I'm talking about like when I was the younger generation, when people were 50 and they were younger generation, if you outwork anybody, everybody, you're going to be just fine. Well, we live in a day and an age where we have the internet. So it's a little bit different. You got to work a little bit smarter and you can work a little bit smarter. Like, I mean, I'm a nobody and you could be talking over Zoom. You could be hitting up a hundred people that are in the top 100 podcasts. Like this is smart work. If I'm you, you said health and wellness and that's your niche. Find the top 100 people that would be nice to have on your podcast. Reach out to all of them. Only 10 are probably going to say yes. But doing that work is going to be more worth anything else that you could potentially do for your podcast. And you could just keep the podcast going along with people like me <laughs> who are like, again, in the grand scheme of things, there's people that you could bring on that would bring massive more growth than I would. And if you focused on intentionally in that area and then had friends and family and, and people that you really connect with on as well, you're going to have the growth and then you're going to have the connection, the two ends. It's the same thing in any other piece of your business, like for your personal training, you have to think that commitment, like, what are you committed to? Are you committed to winning or are you committed to what feels good? Right. I think you're committed to winning. I'm committed to winning. That card shows it. All right. Last question before we get into our wrap up, if you were to write another card, I like how you showed me that. And I think anybody else out there that's listening to this right now, they can write a card just like Dom did for when he was playing college football, but you can write it right now in your life. And it's going to get it kind of, I might have uh, people on my team do this and myself and my wife write a card down and carry that shit around with you. What are three things that you would write right now on the card? Three things that I would write on my card right now. One is I will have a six figure business training, coaching, helping people live ambitious, healthy, fulfilling, happy lives. By when? What gets measured gets managed. Within a year. All right, let's see it. Next one. Number two. The next one would be within two years, I want to be making content, traveling to different cities, different countries, meeting up with people and seeing how people in other parts of the country, other parts of the world exercise and use that to amplify their lives. Like I think I'm, I'm so curious in like the different forms of exercise. I've always been like performance-based training. And like, I've really got into doing like different things like yoga or like calisthenic work, like just like different ways that people honor their bodies through like exercise and working out. And I would love to travel and like make videos and like talk to these people, immerse myself in their culture and share that with the world. I love that. Last but not least, number three. Number three is, this is a tough one here, man. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah, it's all good, man. This is what we do this for. To think critically, quickly. That's I love podcasting for that. It forces you, if you're out there listening, podcasting forces you to, to think on your feet and just put it out there and you get better and better at it. It's community, right? Like I want to build a community of people who are striving to be the best versions of themselves. So like I want to build this community where people can share their stories, share their struggles, help one another. Like obviously I want to be a help to a lot of people, but maybe there's somebody in this in that community who can help better than I can in a certain sense, right? Like I just think I realized when I was down in Austin that I saw how strong the community was 
And I knew right then and there that that's where I wanted to be. So that's my third thing. I will move to Texas this year. I will move to Austin, Texas this year. I've already started planning for it. I've always like enjoyed being in other people's communities, but I've always wanted to have one and, and build one myself. Health, happiness, and productivity. Those are three things that I think are really important. And I want to build like a community surrounding those things. I love that. And what a wonderful way to wrap this up. Dom, I appreciate you hopping on the show today. It was, it was an honor uh, to be able to grow you for a little bit. And I appreciate you being a good sport with that because I know it's going to help some people out there that listen to this and even help myself when I go write my own card. We always wrap up in the same way. If anybody listened to this podcast and they would love to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to reach you? First of all, CJ, I just want to thank you. I'm so grateful that our paths crossed. And you know, from the moment I met you on that morning run was the first time we really had a conversation and you just came up beside me and you didn't say, what's up, man? Like, how's your morning? You just said, what do you want out of this year? And put me on the spot. And the conversations that we had were tough. And, and even the questions you, you asked me today were tough. But I love the way that you show up every single day. I love how much you invest in others and how much you want to see other people succeed. Being completely 100% yourself and sharing that with the world is super necessary. So like, I'm just grateful that we met. People can reach me on Instagram at Dominic Fusco. I'm on TikTok at Dom underscore Fusco. My podcast is Pure Ambition, Pure Ambition Podcast. If you want to check out my YouTube stuff, it's Dominic Fusco. A lot of D3 football content on there you can check out. And then uh, LinkedIn, just Dominic Fusco. So that's where I'm hanging out. Hell yeah. Connect with Dom in all those areas. And man, you made it happen. You came out to Austin, Texas and really showed up for Corey and the rest of the community. So I just want to applaud you for that because it's not something I was doing at your age. And again, I'm not a big proponent on like eight, like, there's a saying like, don't let your age be your cage. I don't really look at age in terms of like success and what people can achieve and things like that. But I think there is a time and a place to really reflect and give credit to where it's due. And it's, it's due to you because I know what it's like to, to kind of feel lost in the entrepreneurial journey and just realize that like you have time on your side and keep trying new things, keep being willing to step into new things, keep traveling, keep doing those things that you, you say you want to do and you will find the right path. And if I can be that guide or not, I can just ask one question that hopefully sets you on that path in a more effective and efficient way, then I did my job and I feel like I can go to sleep at night. So that's why I asked you that question on that run. It's like, what do you want out of this year? Uh, Cause I could tell you were hungry for more and just gaining that clarity is going to be huge for you over the next couple of years. And hopefully you don't make the same mistakes that I did. And clarity is one of those gaining that as quickly as possible by asking the right questions. So I appreciate you for showing up. Last question that we always ask everybody is, if I were to ask you what thriving means to you, what would your response be? What does thriving mean to me is waking up every day and living in alignment with your purpose, always accepting that life is a journey, that the time that we have here is is finite. So waking up every day, living in alignment with our purpose, striving to be the best version of ourselves, showing up for yourself so that you can show up for others, making the world a better place. Love it. Always reflect on my biggest takeaway of every podcast that I am fortunate enough and blessed to be on. And today you surprised me with that card. So it wasn't necessarily something you said, but the card that you had where you wrote down your goals and literally carried them around with you. I feel like I carry things around with me through my tattoos and my stories and, and things like that. I mean, a hell of a lot to me and they help me each and every day. But I think where I've lacked and where I have honestly not done a great job is being super clear on personally what my goals are. I tend to be a little bit all over the place when it comes to goals because I am so into helping other people. So you just brought up a really great tactic for me, not only to utilize for myself, but maybe help some other people out there that I come across paths with just by whipping out an index card. So I want to appreciate you doing that. I want to appreciate you for showing up here today. And I look forward to all the growth that's coming your way and hopefully seeing you out here in Austin, Texas later this year. But until then, this is CJ Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. The best thing that you can do for this show is save it and share it with a friend that you feel 
could benefit from whatever Dom had to say here today, please rate and review us. Give us that five star. That helps as well. I will talk to you next time. Thrive on life, y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.